when I list the property, my wife will get a text message on a listing or a sale, but also uh, my colleagues' wives as well. So if I've had a slow week and my wife's been getting messages from the rest of the sales team, if I get home early, she says, Tim, what are you doing? Go out and list another property. Wow. So it's so so like a business coach at home. Hey everyone, it's Tom Panos. I've got with me Tim Longmore. I've said it right? That's correct. Hey Tim, how are you going? Good, thanks Tom. Thanks for okay. having me. Yeah, well it's a pleasure. So we've got a guy from a different background, a guy that came from Mercedes-Benz. That's correct. Been in real estate for four years and you are on track to ride 850 to 900. That's correct. In yeah. gross commission. That's right, yeah. Okay, so Tim, just um, where are you from? From Melbourne. Yeah. Out of eastern suburbs from uh, Mitcham. Okay, Noel Jones. That's correct, Noel Jones. Um, and what's your team look like? So I've got Tyne and Carr, who's my buyer's agent. We've got yeah. Cassandra and also Jackie, who helps out at the open for inspection. So myself and a team of three. Well. Team of three. Okay, um, Tim, can I ask you the question of your average price? Yep, around the seven fifty mark. Seven fifty. Um, average commission? Around the 2%. Around 2%. Yeah. You do VPA, obviously? Absolutely. Yeah. Big on, that. Um, on average, your marketing? Probably six to 8,000. Six like to 8,000. Okay. Uh, Tim, when you first got into real estate, give our viewers um, just your path. What did you write first year? Yeah, so first year, 150,000. It was um, pretty tough making the adjustment from you know car sales where people would just come in to buy a product versus you actually having to go out and find business. That was the biggest challenge I had. Yeah. Uh, and also just getting my head around how this actually works. Right. There's so much advice from different people trying to work out what was the right advice to get um, you know to get the results. But 150 wasn't a great first year, but um, you just sometimes feel like you've done your first year a few years over. But 150, that's what I wrote. What would you do second year? Second year, 220, so not a massive jump. Yeah. Um, again, probably still didn't really have a grasp on what I should be doing and where I should be spending my time best. Okay, year three? Year three, wrote 450,000. Yeah. Um, so big difference there, put on a personal assistant, got some help, uh, started getting some, some coaching and, and really started trying to uh, improve the business. Year four, seven, uh, 800? Yeah, be close, to, be close to that 800 mark. Okay. Uh, what's your goal for 2015 calendar year? Say million dollars is is the uh, is the goal, and yeah. I think you know when you're coming through the ranks, you've always got to be looking if I've got the right team to be able to do that. I think I do now. It's, it's um, in the four years, it's changed a little bit, and yeah. I think now I've got the right team. Uh, it's just a matter about you know getting that momentum to get us there. Okay, so the biggest things that my real estate agents uh, always want to find out is how to get more listings. What are some of the tips that you uh, you can share in your early stages in real estate? What were you doing to get Tim out into the marketplace? Okay, so one of the first things I did was actually just focus on giving really great service. So, you know, when I started, I didn't have a great database. So I would find the people that had houses to sell yeah. and actually try and help them find a property, even if it was with another agent. I'd ring them before the other agent got on the phone because I didn't have the stock. Right. And the company I was working for at that time probably didn't have the premium homes so they would go through the competitors listings and they would get back in so I thought if I could actually be on the front foot ring them and say hey this property down the road listed by ABC real estate you've got to get in and have a look at it uh, it got to the point where they just ring me and say Tim we bought through the other company but we have to sell our house with you because you've followed us up and we want that service for our place if someone's going to be selling our home okay gold 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 world class Listing presentations begin when you start dealing with someone actually helping them to buy. So what you are doing is providing a service that is pretty much substandard in Australia, and that is buyer management, and going in there, creating raving fans, and what you're saying is they were so impressed as you as a realtor 
as a real estate agent, sounded American there, realtor, as a real estate agent, that they actually turned around and said, handle our sale now. Yeah, spot on. And then going up against some experienced agents, and I think they were quite surprised. And, um, you know, your time in the business has got nothing to do with it. If you're enthusiastic, people will give you a chance. Right. Okay, so let's talk about that. You're up against agents that have been in the business a lot longer, particularly in the early stages when you were new. Yep. So you're saying your enthusiasm was able to actually dilute the advantage that they had of experience? Enthusiasm and also preparation, you know, right. because... I might only have one or two, three listings at that time in my career where you're chasing for the month, so you can spend as much time as you can preparing for it, making sure nothing's missed, um, and people feel like you're going give to give them that time. Um, and I think people, you know, sometimes in your career you get complacent. People, they may have been doing it, it's just another listing appointment, but, you know, people can tell that you really care about their property right. and getting a massive price. I think that's... Okay, can I talk about... Prospecting back then and prospecting today. What did your prospecting look like back then? So great buyer management. Yep. So yep. a lot of a lot of cold prospecting, ringing through streets, letter drops, um, ringing back old open for inspection campaigns. Just generally dealing with people that I had never met before. So right. that was that was tough um, to pick up the phone and ring people that I didn't know. What I mean, when you did, did you have a farm area? I didn't have a farm area early on. Probably right. the first two and a half three years of my real estate career didn't have a farm area. Have you got one now? Yes, I do. How many homes? It's 1,800 homes. Okay, um, and tell me, what is the Tim Longmore farm area method? How do you work it? Okay, so each week there's 200 direct, what we call price drive letters that go out. It's direct mail. We found that had much better cut through than just being in the leaflets with the pizza uh, pizza menu and everything else. So, so a direct mail is a letter that goes with a stamp? Stamp, they're at their, you know, their name on yeah. there. Um, and you know, they'll, chances are they'll open it, and we've, we've really made a big effort to make it a high-quality-looking document, uh, relevant stats on their properties we've sold in the area, just our properties. So that goes out every week on a rotation through the streets. So even though there's 1,800 homes, I still every week, um, there's probably 3,500 homes in that suburb. That's on a rotation each week. So 200 goes out, uh, and then every quarter, every three months, we've got a mailhouse which actually sends out a quarterly report to that 1800 on their suburb, what's happening, what's been sold, what's the highest, what's the lowest sale price. Um, on a and what's, is that a, a more detailed report? It is a more detailed report. It's a two-page um, document. We're in the middle of reviewing that now, but that goes out again. I don't have to spend time doing that. Um, the document's produced. It used to take a lot of the team's resource to print it off, fold it, stuff it. Um, early on in your career, you might not be able to afford that, but Take it. Every time that goes out, there's always a listing that comes from it. Okay, sure. what about the letter? The, your, your letters that you do 200 each week, Yep. Um, does that get you calls? 100%. I think this, I worked it out last year, about 150,000 GCIs come off running that farm. Okay. And it gets to the point where people will just ring your mobile direct, I've seen what you've been doing. Uh, but it does take time. I remember um, Matthew Scafetti in our office, he said that you've got to give it at least 12, 18 months. And I think that's the problem. When I started, you give it three months, I'm sick of it. It's not working. Okay, Tim, would you be kind enough as giving us one of those letters that we've got on our show notes? Absolutely. And what you're saying is don't expect that you're going to send this letter out and your world's going to change, but what you're saying is jab, 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 hook, which means give, 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 and after a while people begin to realise that Tim is the actual go-to agent in this area. Yeah, spot on. And it gets to the point where when you do go to an appraiser, we've had some that have had a manila folder and said, I've collected all your market reports for last time. And they're, they're often testing you. They're, they're, you know, they may get stuff in the mail all the time. We'll say, okay, this guy started. Let's see how long it takes before he drops off. Right. Oh, okay, he's building. So like you're saying, your agent's hopefully selected before you're in the door. There's been some where we know there's no one else called in, and that's, they're the listings you want because you get you know, your full VPA and full marketing. In, uh, okay. 
Let's talk about listing presentations. Yep. So, so, so prospecting today, do you do cold door knocking today? Or? No, no. no, I don't. So basically now I just work with um, you know, clients I've sold for, um, open for inspection, probably more um, social prospecting around just sold and calling back through auction day callbacks. That's absolute gold. If there's someone just starting out and they don't have a lot on and there's people that are writing big numbers in their office, I'd go and ask them for the auction day callback sheets. So auction day callback sheets are all the people that came to an open? Came to the auction day. On the auction day? Yeah, there's probably more gold in that than any of the other ones, in my opinion. Okay, so people that have come to auction day, you've got their names and details as they walk through the house, and what you're saying is call these people, and what do you say to them? You say, hi, Tom, it's Tim from Noel Jones Mitchum. Just a quick call. He came to the auction at 123 Smith Street. Just wondering, were there out of um, looking at buying, selling, or just out of neighbourly interest? Okay, gold. I love stopping things that I think you can execute. Call people that come to your auctions on auction day, you call them the day after? Yeah, the Monday. On the Monday? Yep. And the dialogue that you use is, hi, it's Tim here from Noel Jones. You obviously say your name, you know that. Um, but what you're doing is asking, did you come because you're looking to buy, looking to sell, or out of neighbourly interest? Was that what you said? Yeah, correct. Because if they say I'm just in neighbourly interest, oh, great. Uh, do you live in the street? And oh, I've got this saying where I, and I want to add contacts to the database. So even if they're... Um, not looking at selling immediately, they might say, I'm in, you know, I'm in Johnston Street. Okay, and I'll often say a number, just a wrong number. I'll say, you're number 10. Oh, no, people always want to let you know they're right. I found right. that with Australians. So, no, I'm, I'm at number five because right. they want to let you know. So, oh, okay, number five bank, put that on, get them in subscription, then they go into the, our marketing plan. So now they're going to get things from us. Right. So the job's to, one, find out if they're buying. If you can help them find something else, they might have a house to sell. There's a potential listing there. If they're a seller, a lot, often people go to look at auctioneers and teams before they select their agent. Or three, you put them on the database, put them on the plan that you've got in place, and you might get a call in a year and a half time. Okay, goal. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, so, you, so you do run an attraction business, you think? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, very much built around your current listings and the marketing of those listings to get you into more listings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you know we've invested heavily in, uh, in video and print, and I have noticed a difference with some campaigns that don't have that print media now. Right. I think early on in my career, I, I still didn't have an issue selling marketing because I came from a savings then, so they always had options and packages that you spec things up. But genuinely, if you have a, a good campaign, you notice not having um, that print media. Okay. What, make, what makes you good at getting, and I know because you are a client of, of News Corp and I know you take a lot of advertising with us, I'd like to let our uh, viewers know, what, what, why do you think you're good at getting VPA? What makes you good at getting vendor paid advertising? I think the first thing is you genuinely have to believe it's the right thing for that property. Uh, I've been a seller myself and I've been through that process and I, I just say to them, if I was doing it, this is what I would do. If you want to go a cheaper option, that's fine. But our job isn't here to come in and agree with you to get you a cheap marketing plan. I always explain and say, if that $10,000 campaign, and I'll often throw it out there early in the listing that you could spend up to $10,000, $15,000. So when, I, when it comes back to five to seven, it seems pretty reasonable. But if that brings someone on a day that spends another $50,000, $60,000, it might not even be the buyer. It might be the underbidder right. that doesn't buy it, that pushes them up. So it's really been an investment. I genuinely see it as an investment in the profits. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that dialogue. Investment in the profits because it is a profit. It's tax-free or if it's a family home. Tim, let's talk a little bit about um, 
you got what database you use? So I use Box and Dice. Yeah. Are you? Do you use it yourself or your PA does it? I, I use it sort of in its basic form. I don't want to be too up to speed with it because that's not where my highest and best use is. But um, right. yeah, we use it. We've got different categories and um, yeah. Okay. Uh, if Tim Longmore was meeting Tim Longmore on day one in real estate, yep. What would Tim say to Tim? Now that you've had four years' experience, get a business coach straight away. Beautiful. Get a get, get a get a coach. 100%. Get a mentor. They keep you accountable. Oh. Um, what are the other values of having a coach? Oh, they just they just keep you. I think sometimes you can feel a bit like the um, the guinea pig on the wheel, just spinning, and you're not actually looking at the the bigger picture. Why did I get into real estate? What am I doing this for? What what, what why did you get into real estate? Uh, I saw it as you know the pinnacle of sales, in my opinion. I just loved the, the, the people at the top of their game, uh, but also you can genuinely help people. If, if you get uh, 50 or 100,000 above reserve, which isn't uncommon in this marketplace, that can change someone's life. And yeah. I was at an open the other week and this guy pulled up in a brand new car and he's tooting at me. I thought, who's this guy? And it was my vendor that we'd sell for four weeks ago and he got 50 grand above reserve. He goes, oh, you know, we went and bought a new family car. Right. And I thought, wow. that's fantastic. That's yeah, why yeah. we do now, That's why we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, not about the commission. It's about actually when someone can... You know, maybe stay home from, from not having to work, spend an extra year with their kids, pay off a mortgage, go on a holiday, buy a car. That's, you know. Beautiful. So get a mentor, get a business coach. Advice number two? Um, I'd just say, you know, prepared to work. You know, I think some people... Do you work hard? I do work hard. What yeah. are your hours? Uh, I'd say I'm in at eight o'clock and, you know, not home by seven most nights. You know, work sort of six, six days a week. So you work every day? Every day. Sunday's yeah. off? Sunday's off unless, well, as we head through the spring market, we'll generally work Friday, Saturday, Sunday opens just to right. be able to offer that to our clients. But What do you do on a Sunday? What's your Sunday, typical Sunday look like? Sunday, probably go for a run in the morning, um, catch up with friends and my wife. Uh, we'll go out for breakfast, just take it easy. And yeah. you, you, you look fit? Do you exercise? Yeah, exercise a lot. And I think, again, that's probably important. I think... Your fitness has a big part of making sure you can perform and you don't feel um, lethargic at work. And I don't know. I just think about it. if you're doing that extra rep or it's that extra phone call or if, you know, this year I did a half marathon, I'd never run more than 5Ks in my life. Then I did a full marathon in October. So it just made me think if you push yourself, wow, push yourself in business as well. Wow. Um, so get a coach, a mentor, be prepared to work hard, getting in early, working harder, staying later, putting six days in. What would tip number three be? I would say don't be afraid to pick up the phone and go and um, you know, contact people that are doing really well. I remember when I wanted to improve as an auctioneer, picked up the phone. Matthew Young had just won the Victorian um, competition for auctioneer of the year. Went and had a coffee with him and did some training. Also, Michael Troy. Anyone that's in your marketplace in your state, pick up the phone. You'll be surprised. Many of them will be happy to give you their time and um, learn what working for them. Okay, gold. Tim, to our viewers out there, what other piece of intel, what other game changer, what other information you can give out there that you've learned is important to be successful in real estate? I would say have family buy-in from your partners or anyone that's uh, affected by the hours that's required to do this job. Right. Make sure that you've got regular holidays booked. That could be every six weeks or every couple of months. Uh, but also include them in the activities you're doing. So in our office, when I list a property, my wife will get a text message on a listing or a sale, but also uh, my colleagues' wives as well will. So if I've had a slow week and my wife's been getting messages from the rest of the sales team, if I get home early, she says, Tim, what are you doing? Go out and list another property. Wow. So, she, so it's so like a business coach at home. So, you, so your <laughs> wife is in the loop with the activity of what's going yep. on in the office. She'll say, Matthew's listed two this week. What are you doing? You know, it's time to go out and... Get one because she knows down the track it'll affect it'll affect us at some point. 
But, but Tim, it is an important point because I think a lot of people in real estate do struggle with the fact that you're going to work long hours and you're going to be away from home and if you don't have the support of your family that you actually mentally get torn apart because on the one side you're sort of saying I'm letting them down but when they're actually on the same page you're actually in partnership with your life partner in your business, aren't you? Yeah, spot on. I just think it makes, makes it that little bit easier that they're kept in the loop and you know, a couple of messages come back from time to time, well done, and you know, they feel part of it. Okay. Tim, I always want to leave the listeners and viewers with another piece of gold information. And four years from being in car sales to today being an $800,000 agent, what's the best piece of advice we can leave our viewers today? I think if you want to earn professional money and have a great lifestyle, you need to be a professional and stop, you know, stop the self-doubt and all the things that you might tell yourself. Just make it happen and you know, get organised and have a crack. Okay, Tim, it's been a pleasure having you on here. We're going to follow your career. I think a lot of people are excited to hear that you can be on a way to a million dollars in less than five years selling homes um, at an average price of 700000 not having to be living in a $2 million marketplace and that you can go off and do it. I want to thank you very much, and I want to thank you for sharing your, uh, your letter to help get listing presentations. It's been great having you on the show. Thanks, Tom.